Welcome to On Off Topic. How you doing, Brad? I'm doing well, Andrew. How are you? I'm good. You are? Uh, I, we've been made aware, as well as good portion of the internet, there is a webcam on a local stop sign here in Salem. Yes. Um, it's pretty funny. It's, uh, yeah, one of our listeners and, and former guests, uh, Jared Sear. He, First um, guest we ever had. Yeah. He, he, the, the internet man known as Chapel. Yeah. Um, he's got a cool stream. He's been streaming our, uh, dirt rally. Well, oh, yeah, uh, over yeah. on uh, Twitch, right? Yep. Yeah, I was so, pretty unaware of what Twitch was before, I don't know, a month or so ago. Apparently yeah, it's video it's game mostly streaming. video game streaming. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's a, it's funny because I literally, this intersection is when I worked. For the car dealership, I literally drove through it every single day. Yeah, the way I, work. I drove through it every single day from when I got my license until I moved out of the city, probably. And it never and had, it was like 20 years ago, it had one stop sign as you came up the hill. Yeah, I think that the stop sign that they're showing oh, is only road. probably five or six years old. Uh, it's, it's not more than that. Old. It's probably 10 years old. Okay, but it's not, it's, it hasn't been there as long as the street yeah. has, that's for sure. But anyway, it's uh people do a lot of Californian uh, roll throughs because it's like a three way T intersection. It's weird. So California roll for sure, but also as we've learned from watching the stream, some people don't even make an attempt to slow down. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. There's uh, been some pretty it, wild, wild shots. Um, and it's funny. Apparently, uh, Jared set the daytime record for stop. Yeah, because he knew it was there, so he rolled up and stopped for like. Literally 30 seconds and then just waved and drove away. <laughs> it was pretty good. And then I didn't check to see if it was active because I was on my, I was out doing an errand this afternoon. I was in the G20. I was like, well, not, it's not that far on my way to just take a left and go up the street and then to go back to my house. Right. So I went and I stopped there, but apparently they weren't streaming. <laughs> oh man. So it's the account, the, the Twitch channel is stop sign cam. So yeah. it's currently not broadcasting, but I'm sure it'll be back in a little I, bit. It I, went for well, like three days straight without stopping. I guess uh, Jared, I commented on his Facebook post about it that they, this neighbors were getting of this webcam were getting like unwanted uh, gifts or something. Oh, how, what is a gift unwanted? I yeah, always I want a gift. I was but bummed anyways, because I rolled up. I came to a complete stop. I threw out the circle game. Yeah. In the direction <laughs> of the camera. Yeah. And then drove off. And then drop off. Yeah, I was hoping somebody would do something wild, like, you know, just do a big smoke show through the intersection or something, but I never did see that happen. It's funny. It, it sounds so stupid that there was just a camera faced on an intersection, but at one point, there was always at least, you know, two or 3,000 people worldwide watching this intersection in Salem. I, I and they were live, live yeah. commenting the whole time. And then, you know, there was, somebody was counting how many colored yellow cars, how many green cars, how many blue cars. So he was counting how many people stopped and they had nicknames like the girl people that didn't even slow down zoomers and people who like kind of slowed down and looked and went anyway without stopping. They called them rollers. Was there pogos or something? I think pogos are ones that like kind of came and almost stopped like three or four times and then just went. (laughs) Okay. So if if, rollers, zoomers, and pogos. If it's streaming and somebody wants to pay me money to advertise their company, I'll drive a car by it with the yeah. sign on it. Exactly. <laughs> well, that was the thing. There were a few, you know, rather large size lettered up vehicles 
know, the company names inside of them that did not stop at the stop sign. So that's uh, that's negative right there for that company. You need to make sure you stop. Get your A, your total exposure time on camera, and B, not show your drivers are bad drivers. <laughs> so there were three or four people got pulled over, actually. I don't know if the cops knew about the camera or they just know that nobody stops at this sign. So it's probably just no, nobody stops there. Well, the, the stream, the stop, stop sign cams title, like the little under the blurb under it says 98.73% of vehicles don't stop at all. <laughs> Crazy. So, I mean, listen, it's new England. Anybody that grew up in new England knows that stop signs are yields and yield signs don't exist. So it's not like a big surprise to anybody who's from the area or, sure. or, uh, when you're pulling on the highway and it's a yield sign, it actually means to stop. This is true. <laughs> Yeah, yield signs only exist on a highway on-ramps because everybody stops. But yeah. downtown in cities, stop signs are yields, and yields just don't exist. So that's your hot tip for driving in or around the North Shore of Boston. Uh, if you don't want to get in an accident, follow those rules. Because if you stop, you'll be rear-ended. So, and if you yield, the person coming in the direction will not expect you to, and you'll wind up in a collision. Yeah. Don't take my advice. You just have to learn it as you do it. It's it's an interesting, it's an interesting traffic situation there. Um, the one thing that I noticed the biggest difference between driving around there and driving out here is it doesn't matter where you are in the road. If there's an ambulance or fire truck or police coming the other direction, you could be in a five lane wide road. People come to a complete and full stop and wait for the vehicle to pass. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, that's the way you're supposed to, to do it. But in New England, if the cop, if the cop or ambulance or fire truck is going the opposite direction, and there's nobody blocking them, so they have to be in your lane, does anybody come to a complete stop? Yeah, really. How do you ever see it? No, like it also depends on the width of the street. I mean, okay, so talk about a road that's like two or three lanes in each direction. Uh, no, right. No. Uh, you might like a a road that has like a divided turning lane in the middle. No. Yep, because there's That's, no there's no blockage for them to need to get by. They could correct. go and they could go in the turning lane if they had to. So that was um, the biggest thing I noticed out here is that we have you know our cities are all grids and we have roads that are you know two three sometimes four lanes in each direction, and if there's an emergency vehicle coming in the opposite direction, all four lanes will come to a complete stop. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, because like my street is a very wide boulevardish type street. It's a main street that I live yep. on. But people will pull over for a uh, thing because it's got to drive down the middle. Correct. They'll pull over and they'll kind of just slow roll against the curb, but they won't fully stop. It, well, it depends. Unless like they if have to. If, if it's going real fast, people will usually pull over and stop. But sometimes you get them, they just have the lights on, but they're not going as fast because it's not as big of an emergency. And you just kind of can do the pull over right. and slow roll. So what I'm saying is there's options there. Here, it doesn't matter. Everybody Weird. comes to a complete stop. Weird. Absolute zero. You know, wait, you stop the car and you don't move again until it's passed by. And it's like an unwritten, well, I mean, it's, it's not written. That's technically how it's supposed to be. But that's how everybody does it here. And it was so off-putting the first few times it happened. Like, why are we stopping people? Keep moving. But, I mean, I guess that's just a regional driving style. So if somebody from here went to, say, 114 in Danvers, they would probably get rear-ended because they would come to a complete stop and the guy behind him in his Jeep with his large Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee would be doing 75 miles an hour and just bury into the back of him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So 
That's just, it's one of the huge differences I noticed here. And then watching the stop sign cam, which I was enthralled with, probably more so than if I still lived there. Because it was like I was had a window into Salem as it was happening. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It was just like, it was fascinating the whole entire time. I mean, I'm not going to say where. I know there's several places that uh, have stop signs, probably because of us. <laughs> well, I mean, our entire parents' neighborhood. <laughs> But that's beside the point. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't any lapse of those neighborhoods. There's one particular set of S's, we'll call it, that uh, could be taken uphill or downhill that now has a stop sign that never did before. And I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it's 100% our fault. Yeah. But whatever. It was a long time ago. I feel like the uh, statue of limitations has gone. Um, so. But anyway, um, yep. I, the reason why I was out, I was I had to go. I was doing an errand. But anyways, I was I took the the G twenty for a little shakedown, and uh, I came down the. I was up in Gloucester. I came down the coastal road, one twenty seven. Okay. Because it was like seventy degrees here today, but then it was cold near the water, so it like it was weird. Like at like six o'clock at night, like all the fog was like rolling in off the water. So you had like a false summer day. Yeah, but. Uh, it was hot driving up there because, um, you know, sun's beating down on the car. Uh, the AC in that car is ice cold. Nice. Pretty cool. It's a bonus. Is that so 95? Is that an R12 car still? No. Uh, I think because it's a luxury brand, they went early adoption of uh, it's got 134A in it. Okay. So at least it's easy to fix if it ever does not work anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I know because my 93 Eclipse is R12. And it's still fully charged and ice cold. So. Oh, which I did find the OBD2 connector is on the passenger side under the dash. That's weird. Yeah. Normally it's a standard driver's side thing. I wonder if it's just because the it's car early, was not early, intended yeah. for the market too, probably. They, they probably weren't intending to sell that car here because, you know, pre Well, it's Infinity. got on the driver's side, it has... Um, the Nissan Consult connect connector. That's the one I ground. Okay. That's that's the standard early Nissan connector for all the diagnostic stuff. Okay. Cause, yeah, because 95 they, could be a split year. Some cars were not OBD2 yet, right? Exactly. And it, it was never... It kind of didn't standardize till later putting it on the driver's side. Because there's some cars where early OBD2, early OBD2 cars, they're like really hard to find. Because I remember trying to do inspections on them and like... 2005 you get like a a 98 or 99 car and you're like where the hell is the obd2 connector and it's like on the driver's side or it's like on the passenger side behind the console and you're like what like just like a weird place yeah because i remember our 95 mirage was obd1 still so i know that it did have an obd2 i think i don't think it did so I remember when it had a check engine light, we couldn't just scan it. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. the car was OBD1. Anyway, but it doesn't matter. It was a weird in between. But I, I know 95 was like the, like 96, it was considered a law, but 95 was kind of a, a, a holdover. Some cars adopted it early and some cars didn't. So anyway, I found it because uh, I'll start with the story where I talked about was the ABS. So yes, my dad double checked my work. Um, and it was a meter use error. Oh no! 
No, well, every meter is a little different. Okay. So, like, we we pulled one of the ABS connectors. This, this, the front ones are under the hood, so you can get to them without going under the car. And with his meter, it had resistance. Hmm. Okay. So I looked at mine, and when you turn it to the resistance setting, uh, it's also the same as continuity. But when I'm using continuity and resistance, I turn the, I hit the second button to make it beep. Okay. Because often I'm not looking at the meter when I'm checking yeah. continuity. I just want to hear yeah. the beep. Yeah, I do the same. Well, when the beep was turned on, it was off the wrong. It was out of the out of the right. Uh, it was out of the correct range to check this continuity. So as soon okay, as you turn so that beep it was off, like a twenty versus two hundred or something like something, that. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> now looking at the meter when I check it, they had continuity. Oops. Correct amount. Well, it's not oops. I mean, I didn't buy anything to replace it yet. No, and you're admitting your mistake, so that's half the battle, right? Uh, yeah. So then I pulled the connector at the uh, ABS CCU, and that's under on the passenger side. That's why I was looking up, and I saw the OBD2 connector. Um, checked out the pins there, so that's including the car and the ABS sensor harness. They all had continuity. Um, plus, driving it a couple times... The ABS light did not come on after it, I started to move the car. It, the pump was actuating, and then like at low speeds, you check, you know, pushing the brake pedal, and it's pumping, and being weird. So, I was also reading that on some of the forums. It seemed like, especially in the rear, the tone rings can get dirty because they're inside the hubs. Okay. Uh, and they're just raw metal, so they could just be rusty and not have the right because they they should be like a square tooth. And that's okay. what makes the sine wave that the computer sees. And if it covers scaly rust. Yeah, if it builds up rust and they're no longer in that correct shape, it's not going to read properly. So that's the next thing. Well, we're going to put the meter on again because you can check the voltage by spinning like the rear wheel and just see what it reads. Because maybe if it doesn't read a good strong voltage, that means it's dirty. It's not getting a good signal. So you still may be able to fix it seems like yeah i might have to pull the the um so i did pull a couple of the wheels off and i'll get to that but i, I pulled the rear wheel off and the the brake pads looked good the brake rotor looked pretty good you know it's normal rust but it'll come apart and i can get in there and clean it um same for the front looked pretty good but those are also the front ones are visible from the inside because they're on the cv axle you can see the tone ring okay um I remember looking at it, it was rusty, but I mean, that's their raw metal. They always rust. So I didn't look too closely at the shape of it. But uh, I did notice the rear, somebody put foreign auto part rear struts in this car at some point. And probably the bump stops were like deteriorated and they just didn't put them back in. So they're not there like, anymore. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's probably why this car is a little bouncy. Yeah. It would and, probably help having bump, stop, having bump stops in there. And the front ones are like deteriorated. So. I kind of plan on doing struts and lowering springs anyways. Yeah, the parts are super cheap probably for that, right? They're, they're very cheap. Yeah. Um, and But I'm going to figure out the ABS first because I don't think it'll be a ton of money, but just in case. I don't want to spend any other money on it until I fix the ABS because otherwise the car runs just fine. Excellent. Have you done any detailing work on it yet? Cleaned it up at all or are you just kind of using it? So, yeah. So that's the other thing. So I did, I don't know if I talked about doing the oil change. I did the oil change. And then last weekend, I did a tune-up to it. So plugs, wires, cap, rotor, um, air filter. 
uh, valve cover gasket because it was leaking. Uh, my dad happened to come over while I was doing it in the driveway. And it just so happened one of the studs was stuck. Or one of the nuts was, it's like, you get the valve cover, and then you've got these rubber-coated washers that sit on top. Okay. They're part of, they seal, they help seal it. And they have these 10 millimeter nuts that are on it. And all of them cracked loose. I had already sprayed them with like, um, should we call it the deep creep? Deep creep. And this one didn't break free. It was actually started to dry. It started to back the stud out of the head, which isn't a big deal because it, at least it didn't strip the head. Yeah, you can spin the stud back in the head. <laughs> so he had to unscrew it while I lifted the valve cover off because it wouldn't come loose. So then we took it over to his house because we had some other stuff to do for um, we're doing some interior work to my house here so we need to use the table saw over there anyways and it's weird because it's like a stud with a shoulder and a hex head on it that threads in um, but the depth of the the thickness of the valve cover you couldn't get a wrench onto the hex head portion of that stud to help you counter hold it so, so basically it was take, stuck in the valve cover yeah so we had to take okay. two other nuts jam them together and then first we tried a heat gun because it, it wasn't that, they're not that rusty so as so uh, just to clarify as you were spinning the 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 stud it was staying in it wasn't coming up or down inside the valve cover the valve cover was lifting off the head as you spun it that's why you had yeah to- it has enough okay. gap it, like the hole in the valve covers are big enough are, are too big they're oversized they're like these are like six mil studs and it's like a 10 mil hole because the there's a gasket, as uh, a metal topped rubber gasket washer that sits okay. on it, and it's part of the valve cover gasket set. Uh, that's similar to the way that an earlier Toyota valve cover bolts down. They have a, a rubber grommet that has metal on top and bottom. Yeah, on the bolt holes. So, eventually, we ended up with the propane torch on there. Oof. And uh, yeah, it came apart, but it just took. A lot of extra work and then it's nice because it just thread it back in it's always strange to oh. me when something that's lives its life around oil gets stuck yeah and i i sprayed it with oil first it wasn't like rusty it was just i think Obviously. it just seized the nut seized to the rubber it seemed to have seized to the rubber um metal washer gas and obviously thing. it was spinning inside of it so there's the rubber was spinning inside the valve the valve cover no, it's got like a metal, it's literally the nut touches a metal washer that is backed by a thick rubber gasket. So it's just so spinning I, the, in the washer, or the, spinning on the washer. No, the nut seized to the washer. Oh, okay. And then it unspun, I, by turning it loose, it unspun it from the head. So you were spinning the whole rubber grommet, basically, when you were taking it out. Yeah, it was all seized together as one yeah. thing. Okay. I was just trying to figure how it was spinning inside the valve cover to lift the valve cover, but that makes sense. The whole rubber was spinning in the valve cover. Yeah. It's it's like a big enough hole. It's weird. Yeah, I gotcha. I can picture it now. But uh, it's all back together? Car, yeah, it's all back together. Car runs pretty good. So it seems like it's been a fairly simple car to work on, too. It's a very simple 90s car. And yeah. even I filled it with gas on Saturday, and I've driven it like... 50 miles and it's used like an eighth of a tank zero gas yeah it's also really good in gas excellent 
both SR20s were known for fuel mileage and revving. Those are the two main qualities. So, yeah, it's only 140 horsepower, and it's a light car. Yeah, but it's they're they're a fun motor. They're very they have a lot of range up high. Like you said, it's probably like driving the Mirage with you know a little more luxury. Oh yeah, oh and the CD player works. Oh bonus. Mm. Listen to all the old CDs from back in the day. Well, it's weird because it has only a CD player, not a tape deck. Hmm. I guess ninety five. It's kind of so. I had cars built in eighty nine that had a CD player and a tape deck. So by ninety five, they're probably starting to phase phase out a little. I guess. I mean, there's not a lot of space in the center stack. Uh, if it had a double din, I guess maybe maybe the touring came with a tape deck. I, I mean, know. I've seen single din CD slash tape players, so it's not. Definitely an impossibility, but maybe it was more luxury to only have a CD player. Yeah, probably was. It's also interesting. I'm an early adopter of Japanese luxury cars, so you're probably also an early adopter of CD technology. Well, it's interesting too because this doesn't have this car has a digital clock. It doesn't have the trademark Infinity analog clock that um, a lot of them had. Yeah, that fancy looking watch in the middle of the dashboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually one of the coolest features of Infinities. Yeah. But it makes sense this one would not have it. Like I said, it's. I wonder if it was even initially planned to be sold in this country. Because it kind of seems like it was kind of thrown together a little. Maybe when they saw Acura was bringing the Integra, they're like, oh, no, we need a small car, too. It's essentially, it's the same as an Integra. Because it, when you drive an Integra, you're like, yeah, this is just a Honda. Right. And this is, when you drive this, you're like, yeah, this is a Nissan. It yeah. doesn't feel like a luxury vehicle. It's yeah. nicer, but it's not a luxury vehicle. I don't want to say it's a Sentra with leather, but it's a Sentra with leather. <laughs> well, it doesn't even have leather, and it's not a Sentra. Oh, it doesn't have leather? I know, I know it's not a Sentra. I was using the simplest. It's a cloth. I, I did not know it was a cloth car. That's that's interesting. So it's definitely just a Nissan. Yeah. Huh. It's basically like a European market Nissan. Or a Japanese market Nissan. <laughs> yeah. Because it's probably Primera. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, but because it's left-hand drive, it's the okay. European market. I got you. I got you. I didn't yeah, realize they did not just, have leather. I thought they all had leather. No, they just changed the grills and the badges. So you got to get all your cool JDM cred by swapping to Primera badges and grills? A lot of people do. They do look pretty good. There's yeah. a couple different grills, but I probably won't bother. Do they have a grill with fog lights in it? Or is that a different no. car? Okay, Different car. That's the Galant. No, 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 no. Nissan made one too. I'm just trying to think of what what model it was in Japan that had a fog light grill. It's cool though because it doesn't have different bumpers. Well, there was different bumpers available, but there's not like fat USDM bumpers and and skinny JDM bumpers. Like yeah. they're all the same width. No, it's a very it's a very handsome car. It's a very simple car. It's like for a almost economy car, but not. It's a very nice looking car. I, I gotta look up. I wonder what the sticker was because I'm curious. But they were low 20s. Because I'm curious, like, what the Mirage was. What, 10, 12, probably? Probably. I mean, in, in 1990, my ta- the Talon that I owned, the sticker was, like, 15. Yeah, they, were like eight, they were, like, 18. Right? Sorry, yeah. Eight, sorry, sorry, it was 16, 8. Yeah. So I imagine this car here being an Infinity and a few years newer. I guess probably somewhere 21, 22. Yeah. It's not cheap. At the time, no. Now it would be. Yeah. If Infinity came out with a small, lightweight front-wheel drive car for twenty grand right now, I would be in line. <laughs> yeah, so. but it'd be a Versa with Infinity badges. 
if they made it drive better. <laughs> Honestly, have you ever driven a manual transmission Versa? Nope. It's still terrible. <laughs> Again, it's because the car itself is terrible, but they're really it's the they're just so cheap is the problem. It's built, it's the cheapest of the cheap cars. You know, the the Fiesta is way nicer inside. Hella Mirage is nicer inside just because the materials are nicer. Yeah, barely. The the Versa is just bad. Yeah. It's just bad. You can't even touch the door panels without scratching them. Like I don't understand what they're made out of, but I think it might be cheese. Because they're so soft. But but they're also hard at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. Like they you touch them and they scratch, but you actually touch them and they feel like they're just made out of like I don't know, model car styrene. They're awful. Anyway, that's good. Good to know that the brakes are not going to require four brand new ABS sensors. No. That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. It makes your wallet happy, I'm sure, too. Yeah. Oh, so I had the wheels off because I was trying those uh, JDM wheels I got off Bayi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't go on Bayi when you've had a couple drinks. Um, I was like, maybe they are a close offset ordered or a bid. And then you won. I, maybe I won't win them. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> one of them. They're like a. They're definitely like a plus twenty five. Um, they're and cool that guy looking. Probably needs like a plus thirty eight. It's a forty five actually. Oh I wow! You lost the factory wheel. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so they they rub on the brakes or the struts. They hit the brake caliper. Okay. Oops. Um, but I'd rather have uh like a fifteen by seven. There's just better tire options. It would fill out the wheel well a little better. Okay. I need um, to uh, find myself a set of 14s too, so. Well, I got these. I'm not sure. I, I, gotta, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I got to look at them again. <laughs> I might throw a buff ball at them, and then I, maybe if you don't want them, I'll throw them on rad for sale or something. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, they're they're neat. I don't. I kind of want them for something, but I'm not sure what I want them for, but. That's only because I hoard wheels. So yeah, actually, the yellow Colt that's still in Salem needs a set of wheels on it because the ones that are on it don't really fit. So maybe they'd fit that. They'd probably fit it. Yeah. I um, I kind of wish, uh, like the Anki the comp compies don't really come the right size, but they come fifteen by seven. Yeah, but not the right offset. They come in like a twenty-five. I thought when I was looking for them, they were like a thirty-two. Nope. Because hmm. I know they fit the Eclipse. Because I almost pulled the trigger when I bought the car. Um, that's close. Because like a fifteen by seven with a plus thirty-eight is like what's on the Galant. So if you try the Galant wheels in the car, nope, and see if they fit on it. Well, I mean, you have a couple sets of wheels there. Yeah, I, yeah. I, and there's well, a whole there's right a whole now. second set. If you go to my parents' house in the yard, there's a whole second set of Galant wheels behind the Galant. Well, I've got the snow tires. I could try the stock wheels. But, yeah, that's what I mean. Um, I have the OZs I could try. Yeah, you could try different that. sizes because you have plenty of wheels that will bolt on. And I think I even have, there's a couple of sets of four, a 4x114 four though, right? Okay, so I don't have anything else, I don't think, over there. Everything else is 400. I, I wish it wasn't weird to run adapters to run the braids, but... I don't know that it is. Those are 14s. I don't know. 
I don't want to put them on the car because I don't want to sell them with the car. Right. I want to put something on the car that I'm willing to sell with the car. Right. Um, yeah, and those brands would, would probably I, stay with us because we bought them. Or you bought them brand new. <laughs> yeah, they're the only ones that exist in the yeah. country in that yeah. size. Yeah. Um, I would put front-wheel drive watts on it. Okay. I'd be willing to sell it with those on it. I think those would look really good in dark gray on that green and You car. could buy those pretty cheap usually because people don't love them. Yeah. People and always I mean, want deep dish watts. I haven't found any yet. I found some T37s in the right size at a decent price. But I would kind of also want to keep those to go on the Gallant for a change. <laughs> well, the, the, good, the good news is is that you have a stock set of wheels you put in the car when you sell it. I, I can, but I want to make yeah. it the right wheels make it look way nicer and way more appealing to buy. Yeah. Just having the stock wheels to go with it is just an extra benefit to someone. I think the issue is going to be no matter what wheels you put on it, you're going to wind up liking them and not wanting to sell them. And that's why you buy them in the first place. Yeah. I mean, you can always get another set. What do I know? What about a set? What size do the uh, 1992s come in? They come in the correct size and offset. But I just don't, I don't want another set of mesh wheels. I've got a set on the Talon. I've got a set, the factory set on the G, on the Q45. Um, I think they, the Anki 92s are a little bit too old looking for the, the G20, if you know yeah. what I mean. I think they work on anything. I think they, they do work and they look at the silver ones would look good, but they would almost look like the mesh ones that came on the Tourings. Okay. Um, so I actually got a set of another set of ninety twos the other day in fourteen inch. Cool. So I, I think Watts. I just gotta keep looking for them. Yeah, they 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 pop up now and again, especially in the front drive offset, because like I said, they're used Watts are not worth anything in front wheel drive because anybody that wants them wants the you know deep dish R types. They don't want the they call them F8, I think, is the front-wheel drive ones. Okay. Yeah, I didn't F- know that was the name for them. Yeah, I think I think it's F8. I'll have to double-check, but there's a... That'd be helpful to search words. for it. Yeah, there's a certain word, a certain name they call them. F. I don't think it's FF. I think it's F8 because they're eight-spoke. Okay. So, But yeah, we'll double-check that. I think that's what they're called. Huh. You've been but working on anything? Uh, I haven't done a ton since we last talked. Um, I did manage to score a front balance panel for the Toyota truck um, and a couple other front end pieces from a guy I met local who hoards that generation Toyota truck. What are you doing the engine, though? Um, still looking to figure it out. I don't know yet. I'm uh, not really worried about it. I'm just kind of digging away at other things and then getting it to a point where it doesn't matter whether I rebuild that one or buy a used good one. Um, I'm okay. just fussing around with the body because it's a learning process um, and it's satisfying. So All right. the money right now to rebuild the engine's a little tight because uh, I bought the Cressida. So. Okay. That's um, big news. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. Um, I've worked on the Volkswagen a little bit more. Uh, Jordan came over and pulled all his, you know, all the extra wiring that was in the car that the previous owner put a stereo in it. He's a big, you know, car stereo competition guy. So there was tons of zero gauge wire in the car that he wanted to scavenge. It's expensive. It's, yeah, it's very expensive stuff. So I told him, come over and rip out all the wiring you want before I decide, you know, we're going to toss this thing in the trash or try to fix it. So I did a little more digging. Um, I have a couple of parts in the way that aren't here yet. 
And if uh, they don't fix the car, then the car leaves the driveway. Um, it's going to have to. Yeah, it definitely has to. So I uh, did a little more digging. I think I told you on the last time I found some pretty horrifying wiring inside the dash. So part of that was the previous owner installed a start-stop switch and like bypassed the ignition because the ignition was busted. So it had a start-stop switch under the dash. So I've pulled out all of the wiring for that and all of the gross wiring for the radio and got back to pretty much a factory harness. Um, and I ordered a new ignition, the actual metal part the key goes in that you can take your tumbler setup out of and put in there because the you only turn the key to on, it starts and then bounces back a little bit. Well, that, yeah. part, of, that part of the ignition column itself is busted. So I bought a new ignition column or cylinder housing, I guess you'd call it, uh, that replaces, that's like pot metal and the one that's in there is busted. And I also bought a new ignition switch that goes the plugs into the back of it that turns when you turn the key. So that'll all be all brand new in that in that section right there. So if that doesn't help me out, then the car goes in the trash. Gets sold as is. 500 bucks, take it away. Figure it out yourself. So that's once that part comes here, that's the last the last of it because the car needs to leave the driveway because there's too many cars here. Um, and the Cressida is on its way. So I anticipate that Maybe not by the next podcast, but the one after the Crescent will be here because I bought it. So Cool. Yeah. And it's paid for in full. The title is sitting here on my desk in front of me. Um, nice. The shipping has been paid for. I'm just waiting for the confirmation that the truck is going to go pick it up. And uh, next thing you know, it'll be here. It'll be like 2014 all over again or 2012 or whatever year I bought the car. So yeah, it'll be from- like it never left. From our friend Chris. Who you also bought the G20 from, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I also bought the Sapporo from, yes. And he also bought our Montero, yes. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely been uh, been some cars in and out of ownership between him and us. So, but yeah, the car will be here. And that's why I want to get some 14s. Um, it's on 15s right now. And they're just a set of the, the fake, um, what do you call those wheels? The Shakatans. Yeah, the, well, the, the factory, the, 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 the copies are called Shakatans. They're Roto yeah. Shakatans. But yeah. I'm trying to think the actual wheels called Hayashi Streets. They're, they're Hayashi so, Streets, yeah. Yeah, they're generic Hayashi Street. Whereas they look cool, but the car is so nice that I don't want to have like generic Wait, wheels on it. What size are those? 15 by 7. Oh, I wonder what the offset is. There's zero. Damn it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's zero. I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure there's. If they're not zero, they're like plus 10. Because I saw um, a. Uh, G20 with Hayashi streets on it. It looked really good. Yeah, it does look really good. And these wheels would look really good in that car if they fit, but I don't think they will. If they if they will, then I'll ship them to you. Yeah, but I'll buy them. Um, I was considering putting them on something else that's here. If uh, like maybe because I'm eventually gonna run the watts that are on the Sapporo on a, on a good Starion, and I thought I would just put them on the Sapporo for a little while. So we'll see. Just for the change of makeup. Too- they're kind of too chrome for it. They might be, but we'll see. Doesn't doesn't hurt anything to try them on, take them off later. So I, I don't want to just get rid of them right away because the tires are perfect. <laughs> they have right. like I don't know, maybe five thousand miles on them, maybe maybe a little more. 
So the tires are in perfect shape. So it's the only reason not to get rid of it right away. But I think that that particular car, that body style of Cressida, the MX-32, looks much better on a set of nice 14s with like a big bubble tire on it. It's like a nice deep uh, yeah. dish. I, I get what you're going. You want to go, uh, is it Hippowari? I don't want to go quite that crazy because that's like super cambered, super deep dish. I want to keep okay. everything inside the fenders. I thought that was like the, hip, hip, the name of stretched. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to go stretched. I want to go like balloon tire. So the 80s style tire was like an 80s, like a tall balloon sidewall. Yeah, hip hippiari is the, the super deep dish stretched look, which I'm not going for. That's kind of what the, the wheels that are on there are like a generic version of that, which I don't want. I don't know if for 14, Verdestein has like a classic looking tread. I don't know if it's net right if it comes wide enough. Yeah, I think it's it like does. a very vintage tread, like yeah. a like that delta pattern type tread. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, those are probably the ones I'm going to go with. Uh, either that or the same size tires that are on the blue Colt would look perfect on that car with the right stance. And the car's got full coilovers, so I can dial the stance in exactly perfect. You know. So cool. yeah, I'm excited. The car's going to be here. It's kind of like a get my whole life back together, getting the car back, getting the band back together. I'm excited. <laughs> Can't wait to drive it again. But so that's that's exciting. Um, I haven't really worked on anything else just because it's been busy doing other things. Uh, I've been to a couple of events out here. Uh, if you don't already follow the Arizona Classic Japanese... Arizona Japanese... Uh, Arizona Classic Japanese Car Club on Instagram. Uh, give them a follow. There's a lot of stuff going on with those guys. And uh, it's neat to meet all the different people involved with that. So been going to a few different shows with with them and kind of meeting the whole vintage Japanese car crew out here. So, but no real work's been done, just kind of relaxing and driving things, which is nice, actually. It's nice not to work on things too much. Kind of hmm. in between. Well, yep. No, uh, no good car project updates. I apologize. I'll make sure I have more for next podcast. All right, good. Hey, I'm finally getting into them, so... Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I did. I forgot because I did this last week. I installed that 3D printed cup holder in the in the Montero. Oh yeah. I had a little mishap trying to get the the stupid cigarette lighter bulb out. Um, yeah, you crushed the bulb with the. Yeah. Pliers. Which is funny because then the guy that made the thing messaged me. He's like, "Oh, he's like, I did the same thing the first time." Yeah. <laughs> is it a twist base? I thought it was a twist, but then it, the bulb that he sent me looked like a pullout. I don't know. It was, it's whatever. It, I, he didn't even realize I mentioned it to him. I was like, oh, the, the light doesn't come on unless you turn the headlights on. Like, it doesn't, there's no switch on the cigarette or on the uh, ashtray. It's just constant you, on with the headlights on. Yeah. And he's basically, yeah, he's like, yeah, it's just so it doesn't like heat up your drink because it, it's an incandescent bulb. Right. But whatever. It doesn't matter. I just pushed it down and, it's fine. It's not the Pretty way. sturdy setup. Uh, it had like a base of the way. It's like a. It's not even like a, it's basically like a wood construction screw that goes yep. through it and it just taps into the plastic that's beneath the uh, ashtray. So you screwed in your cup holder, and now you have no power windows. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, the switches are on the door. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it covers one of the cigarette lighter outlets. But Whatever. I have a I have a 
USB on my radio that I have in there. So it doesn't matter. I don't need it. Plus the, and, the two cup cup holder and actually one of the cups on clips and you can put it in the glove box and access that, that lighter plug, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about trying to find some SEM interior paint and try to match it the color, but uh, the black looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks fine. Um, it's cool. I really like the idea of people making 3D printed stuff for old cars. Yep. Especially removing a useless ashtray that's completely obsolete now um, and putting something useful in its place. Yeah, I don't know anybody that even that smokes that even puts their cigarette butts in their ashtray because it's gross. Yeah, I mean, you would they they would just flick them out the window like that's yeah. where people vape now. I don't know. I know hardly anyone that smokes like. Yeah, I don't know very many people that do either, but the ones that count do, it on one hand, like certainly don't put cigarette butts in their car. No. So it's one of those things where it's like they know how gross it is, but they continue to do it, but they just don't want to make it obvious that they do it. I guess we've shamed people into not being obvious smokers. It's probably what's happened. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, it's his name is Blister Boy for the Blister Fenders. Is that, a B, is that a B-O-Y or a B-O-I? B-O-I. Okay. Um, he makes them. I don't, I think he said he was setting up a website, but you can DM him, PayPal him, and he'll make you one. So if it's all second gen? Yeah. Cool. All, all second gen and two and a half. I just said all second gen. Yeah. Same um, interior. Yeah. And somebody there at your door? Uh, no, that is my dog wagging his tail. Okay. Yeah. He's <laughs> hitting it into the side of the end table next to the couch. Sorry. Um, I don't know if that went through the sound or not, but it was definitely pretty loud. <laughs> the, uh, the other thing he's making is rear window screen inserts. Okay. Which is pretty cool. And also he's making a set of inserts like the Evo Rally cars to go at the top of the window. So if you want to just have them vented, but with holes. Okay. Will there be screens in those? Yeah. And then he's got them set up like he's got the same, basically the same bubble vents that I have. So his truck where you set them up, it goes up and they're behind the bubble vents. I was like, that's kind of cool. So you can just have open air coming in without any rain or anything. I like it. But I like the idea of the ones that the screens will fill up the whole window. Yeah, for camping. Um, for camping. And then I was like, oh, that's pretty cool because I definitely need to build like a platform for the back of it. Yep. And then it'd be because it just gets too hot because I usually end up cracking the window anyways because yeah. I have the bubble flares. But then you sometimes even, well, usually you go to bed late. And there's no mosquitoes out at a certain time, but it's still bugs. Still, you don't want to get in yeah. there. Especially up in Maine in spring. There's yeah. Black flies everywhere. So that's definitely a cool thing for second gen Monteros. It's yeah, super cool. Super cool. I need to build a camping car. A little jealous that I haven't had one for a while. <laughs> Mentally go off roading or anything. We'll get there. One step at a time. Just bought a crest and I can't buy anything else yet. Alright. So a little sad news. We heard today Jessica Walter died. Yeah, yeah. And on the face of it, not much car news, but if you know her work, you know, one of her early works was uh, so James, James Garner's Grand Prix. Yeah, you might not know her, like, but you know, if you watch Archer, she's she played Mallory Archer. Yep. And she played, um, oh my Lucille gosh, Bluth. Development, Lucille Bluth. 
Yeah. Yeah. Lucille. <laughs> she always played like the matriarch of a fa- uh, yeah, matriarch of a family. Lucille too. No, like Lucille too was Liza Minnelli. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I was but talking I, about that show this afternoon and just talking about it with Naomi, who's never actually seen the show. Um, oh my God. Oh yeah. And just, just explaining it to her, I was dying laughing myself on the couch and I was like, man, we need to watch this. And I like listed I off the cast members and she's like, how did they get all these people on a TV show? Those are all like major movie stars. I was like, well, uh, Ron Howard, <laughs> that's all you have to know. <laughs> Uh, and then it's like, I remember I didn't watch it at first when it was on Fox. I was like, that seemed kind of weird. And then when people are like, no, 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 you need to watch it. And you're like, yeah, this is really weird, but it's also really funny. Yeah. Well, the problem was they released it on the Sunday night lineup after like Simpsons and family guy. So yeah. it didn't fit the same humor and you just weren't really in that space to watch it. And it kind of wasn't super successful at first. No. So that was definitely more successful in syndication. Yeah, for sure. Or on streaming, rather. Successful enough to get another season made. And then I guess maybe a movie's coming out still, too? Maybe. Yeah, I think there um, is. It's, it's pretty funny. And then, of course, Archer's pretty funny. But there's... It reminded me that, and we had to look it up, it was 2011, Archer did a Grand Prix-themed episode. Right. Which was because of Jessica Walter being the main female character in Grand Prix. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's sad. She was only 80 years old, which, you know, 80 years old sounds old before, but in 2021, 80 doesn't even seem that old. No. You know, it's, it seems like, I don't know, not that, maybe because I'm turning 40 this year and it makes me feel weird to say things are old now because now I feel like I'm the age where I used to think was old. <laughs> so I keep, you know, joking about 40 being old, but it's probably really not. <laughs> But 80 doesn't sound old, even though 40 does. <laughs> you got to watch the new Nate Bergazzi special on Netflix. It just came out. It was, okay. We started watching it, and then he's got a joke about being over 40. Okay. I'll have to check it it's, out. It's, it's something about he's like, yeah, in don't, my brain. Don't, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. I'll watch it. Right. I'll see it myself. It's just funny because, you know, and we were talking about this earlier today. Like, age is funny because obviously the age you are, you know, however you feel is how you feel. So sometimes just thinking of the fact that you're 40, when you were 20, somebody who was 40 seemed old. When you're 40, you're told that it's not old. It's like the prime of your life. But And now I look at somebody who's dying at 80, even though 40 makes me feel like, man, I'm like a full-on adult now. But somebody dying at 80 doesn't even seem old. That seems like they did, they, their life was cut short, you know? I don't know. What do I know? Maybe. I'll figure it. We'll all figure it out in time, right? Sorry about your existential crisis. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's going on. It's it's. Uh, I have always made fun of people for saying, oh, "I can't." I'm turning thirty. I can't handle it. I'm turning thirty-five. I can't handle it. And here I am this year turning forty. And guess what? I kind of well, can't handle like, it. Crisis apparently was buying a Cressida back. So yes, there you go. yes, that's a pretty good midlife crisis car. I'm sure the original yeah. owner was not in a midlife crisis when he bought it. He was probably in a grandfather crisis. He's probably eighty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eh, whatever. Most people buy a sports car for the midlife crisis. I just went out and bought a 43-year-old sedan. It's fine. <laughs> totally normal human being. It's fine. The good news is that being 40, when something like that comes up, I can be like, yeah, I can make that work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is the advantage of being older. You have a little bit of uh, 
financial wisdom where you can do things. Yeah, I like, like having that. money. That's yeah. what I like about being older. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I've hit a point where like I can do things. All right, I'm in. Yeah, you know why all these cars are expensive now is because we all have money now. Yeah, and I don't want to say that we're no, I'm not drowning in cash here. That's no, no, but- by no means. We're not talking about. I didn't even spend you know hardly any money in the grand scheme of the world on cars, but. Yeah, it's pe- people that are in our age range that are adults now and have more money than us are the reason that 80s M3s are six figures, you know? Yeah. That's definitely not our range of price. I I'm in the four-figure range of price buying a Cressida, so <laughs> not even close to six, that's for sure. Anyway, so yeah, I'm excited about that coming in. Oh, wait, wait, wait what were we talking about? I forget now. Jessica Walter, sad. Rest in peace. Yeah. It reminds right, me I have cool. to go watch a bunch of Archer because I haven't watched it in a while and I'm probably a season or two behind. Oh, yeah. It, um, there's a couple seasons where it was like, uh, but I think they're back to normal now. The last one was like, so like there's this whole plot line where he was in a coma and they did some derivatives of like, diff- like they just tried different stuff. Okay. Um. And it was pretty good, but like there was one that was more like, I think it was supposed to be kind of like Tailspin, but it wasn't enough like Tailspin for my liking. Tailspin. Jesus. That's a weird reference. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I know I'm going to start by watching this, the episode with uh, the Grand Prix reference in it. So. Well, it's also like it didn't. Season two episode something it looks like. The early episodes didn't age super well because like the first two seasons their outfit is called isis yeah and this was in like 2011 2012 yeah, and then came out and and then isis became a thing and that season they're like they wrote it in some plot like they they didn't make a big deal out of it but they made a kind of a deal out of it they like, made a big enough deal they were changing things they weren't going to call themselves isis yeah, like they were yeah. they like changed outfits or something like they became part of the CIA or something. And then they were like, Oh yeah. And they're like, had all the workmen like throwing out all the ISIS signs that they had. Well, one of the things I always appreciated about the show being a car guy is it was always super like nerdy car stuff in the show. Like all the cars are cartoons, obviously, but they're all actual representations of real cars. Oh, I a hundred percent have a Poopy farms racing sticker on the Montero. Right. (laughs) Because that was one of the best episodes of all because they were in the underground drift club and they had an RX-3. So, yeah, I was way into that. So it's a cool show if you're a car person just for watching the cars. And it's also hysterically funny because it's El Camino full of rampage. Yeah. Oh, your least favorite car. Anyway. Oh, they rip on the El Camino because it's like Archer's favorite car. But call it automotive hermaphrodite. Fine, we just lost a listener who has El Caminos. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> I've talked to him about it. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's an episode, I think. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, nope. Oh, there's a Starion on Rad for Sale. So we need to watch that. All right. Yeah. For uh, next <laughs> next week's a- Star Quest value roundup, we have uh, one to talk about. Stop playing my fidget spinner here. It is a. Um- it is a swapped car. It's got 4G63 swap. It's a 4G64 with a twin cam head. Okay. So it fits the transmission better? 
I'm not sure. It's wide, it's wide blocks and narrow blocks available for both, but it's bigger displacement. It's 2.4 versus 2.0. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's so, cool. So it's a 4G64 with a 4G63 twin cam head. Um, and then I don't remember if it's a stock transmission or if it's a I don't transmission. know. See, I don't see many finished cars that are swapped with a 4G63. Right. <laughs> a lot of half one done for sale a for lot $1,000. Yeah, a lot of people start this project. Not a lot of people finish it. And this car looks nice. Yeah, the car is neat because it's been repainted and color changed. Um, and it's painted in Mitsubishi's original like race car color, which yeah. is called Athens Olive. It's mm-hmm. uh, a non-metallic, like dark green. I don't really know what to compare it to. It's a super it cool green. Like a, it looks like a green Greek olive. Which is probably what they call it, Athens Olive. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's a really cool color. The only issue I have is that it's, it was originally, I think, a white car. So it has yeah, kind of a red. maroon interior, which I, I normally I, love the maroon interior, but on the green, I'm not sure I'm sold on it. I think it kind of works. I, I was looking at that. I, liked I, it. I don't hate it. I'll put it that way, but I don't know if it's my... I'd, I'd rather be black or tan, I think. And normally I don't say that. Normally I'm Mr. You know, save the maroon interiors because I think they're cool and they're of the era. But with the uh, dark green paint job, it's it's interesting. But it's a very well-built car. It's a very well-known car in the Starion community. Uh, so I'll be interested to see, you know, if it I wish him draws good luck. any bids. Yeah, I mean, listen, if I hadn't just bought the Cressida, maybe I'd be bidding on this car because it's it's always been a car I've admired. So it's really neat. So watch that on Rad for Sale. Um, there's been some yeah, I don't know. interesting sales what? there. Uh, Ethan's... Galant is still nope. It's gone. Twenty one hundred bucks sold. Steel, yeah, it's a cool car. I think that's well bought and well sold. You know, See, it's, I it's, think again. Um, I mean, if you get on some of these early, uh, there's some deals. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that twenty one hundred bucks for a car like that. I mean, it's it's got a pretty limited audience. You know, he didn't yep. sell it for seven hundred dollars. And I don't nope. think anybody was going to pay him five thousand dollars for it. So I was going to say, I think, I think it was both well bought and well sold because he got what nope. he can get for it, and somebody got a neat, interesting car that they can take to a Radwood for two thousand bucks. You can take to a Radwood. You can take to a Malaise Days. You can yep, for sure. It, it's a cool looking car. J- JCCS will even take it in. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a neat car. It's yeah. I cool I wanted it for kind of like a daily kind of car because it was neat, but. You know, I can only buy so many cars at a time, so I could not swing it right yeah. now. But there was no that, that uh, Plymouth Colt Turbo sold for thirty five hundred, which again I think it's well deal. bought and well sold. You know, because again, it's not a car that's worth five, six, seven, eight grand. But at the same time, think, you got a nice driving car for less than four grand. I think we talked about it. I I never actually seen one in that body style that was I've, a turbo. I've never seen a turbo one, but I have. I actually. I don't think I've seen any of them. You don't. Re- you probably don't remember it because we were very young. Um, but if you none, none went, of them exist here. If you went all. out of your parents' house and up the hill, not the first house on the left at the corner, but the one, the maroon one next to it that has like two Subarus, mm. they had that body style of Colt in the mid eighties. Yeah, I wouldn't remember. Yeah, you were a little. You were a couple years younger than me, so you don't remember it. Probably, that uh, yeah, they that car... probably bought it new. <laughs> They definitely don't exist here. No. Uh, I've definitely never seen a turbo one. Nope. That one was probably the nicest one in the country. Yep. Um, so I guess in that sense, I, I, I don't know. We've talked about this before. Rarity doesn't equal price. Nope. 
its desire. I bet it's a super fun car to drive. I'm sure it is. Everybody's fun as a, a rabbit of the era. Yeah, yeah it probably would smoke a rabbit. Oh, it definitely would in a straight line, no question at all. An eight-valve rabbit? Yeah. Oh, good. Yep. And I have in my in a box here behind me uh, road tests from the day, and it literally has an article about a Colt GT Turbo and that same year's Mustang GT. Um, and the Colt is faster in every straight line test and every cornering test and every braking test just because it's a lighter, lighter weight car. You know, it's like 110 or 115 horsepower, and the V8 Mustang is 145. <laughs> so the Colt is faster and better in every aspect, except for obviously sound and perceived perceived speed. <laughs> but they were definitely not slouches in their day. So there's been a couple of cool cars for sale and rad for sale, and they're they're starting to build up some stuff. I think there's a Rabbit on there right now, or, or a Golf, one or the other. That looks pretty clean. And... uh well, I didn't mean to turn in for an ad for rabbit sale here, but but it can. They're they're but listen. They're friends of ours. We can uh, we can promote them a little bit. I got no problem with that. Well, plus, we should yeah. be making ads for them. We're intending to put some cars in there eventually. We want people to see them, right? Yeah. So, so that's a '86 Golf is on there that looks pretty nice. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. All right. As always, follow us on uh, Facebook. Got off topic. Out off topic on Instagram, out off topic on Twitter. Follow me, Race and Anger, on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter. And Brad, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at TSISS350. All right, cool. Keep your cars analog and aim for the roses. Yeah.